In this episode, we're going to talk about the handbook revisions to the Mormon handbook. Don't they always revise that thing? They do, because they got to continue to tell you exactly what to think and believe and do. So it was about time they did it again. So we got some. Well, you know, my clock was ticking, so (laughs) glad they got on that. You know, we also have a handwritten letter to read. That's yeah, exciting. We, we can't not read those. Like I that's know. someone actually wrote with their hand. They sure did. <laughs> with a utensil, a with, writing utensil on paper. With pen and ink. Nice. Why do they say pen and ink? I didn't know they said that. Well, I guess the pen was separate from the ink back in the day. Back in my day. That was before my time. And again, you are aging yourself. I never used a quill, honey. She did. <laughs> All Probably right. up through like third grade, they were still writing with quills. Okay. <laughs> uh, shall we get to the episode? I believe we should. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. <laughs> oh, fancy. Thanks. I'm Shelly. Yep. What's going on? What are we doing? Hi. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> that is true. That it's is true. It's what we do. You're kind of leading this one today. Me? Yeah. You're reading the letter. I'm not saying I'm not contributing. I'm just saying you're in charge. So I'm kind of waiting you for you. Oh, I didn't know that. No one to told me I was in charge. In charge. <laughs> uh, did we do anything cool? Oh, we got to talk about the accidental gummy delivery. Oh, shit. Yeah. Should we start off there? <laughs> okay. So I have tried CBD in the past. This is not a commercial for a particular brand of CBD, by the way. But I have tried CBD. I have trouble sleeping, and I thought CBD would help with that. And I really haven't had a lot of success with it until the accidental gummies showed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and two of my brothers currently have my dad on CBD gummies because his anxiety is through the roof, and so they do help with his anxiety. Okay, so to put this in perspective, his anxiety is so bad, he picks at his skin and causes himself to bleed. Yes, and he also will worry about something so much, something stupid like, where's the title to the Jeep? Nobody cares, doesn't matter. That he will start to shake Mm -hmm. and have like physical reactions, like his arm will move really fast Mm. or his leg will bounce. Yeah. Which I get that because I've had a major anxiety attack and it was like the anxiety is so full in you. You just want to escape your body and your body needs to move. And that's what happens. Interesting. So basically he lives in this state. Yeah. Right. Unless he's on gummies. So we've been giving him gummies. He doesn't know what they are. We call them his uh, senior herbal vitamins. Yeah. We've talked about that. We have. We have. So we just upped him to 30 milligram from 20 milligram, right? I got on a subscription to send them a bunch of bottles every month because he goes through them like candy. And one of the subscriptions, I accidentally put our address. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, by the way, I charge all this to my dad's credit card because <laughs> yeah. I'm paying for, for it. for the gummies, dad. <laughs> yeah. So they showed up on our doorstep. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Well, I guess I could afford them to him, but we didn't. We decided to try them out. <laughs> People, these (laughs) 30 milligram gummies. They're not joking. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, they're relaxing. Yeah. We're like, hey, let's (laughs) let's just try one before bed just to see what my dad's taking. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good night's sleep. It really is. Because I'd been doing melatonin. I mean, sometimes if it's bad, I'll do like, you know, Benadryl or something. Yeah. These gummies, 
Right now, I feel like I'm doing a commercial for yeah for the these gummy gummies company. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. You know they're great too because they don't make me feel like groggy and drowsy. It's Mm-mm. just as I slowly slip into sleep, slowly slip into sleep. <laughs> silly. Um, I don't know. It's just easier, and then yeah, I stay yeah. asleep. Uh, yeah. I yeah. don't know how that all works, but it is good stuff. Yeah, I might accidentally have some more scent here from my dad's credit card. <laughs> Whoopsie, sorry again, Daddy-o. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not cheap, unfortunately. Yeah. But good stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, accidental gummies. Little Christmas gift from your dad to us. Yeah, thanks, accidentally. Dad. Thanks, mm-hmm. Dad. I also needed to make an apology Oh, yeah? Got a message from one of our trans listeners. Okay. And it was pointed out to me that sometimes uh, when I've talked about my childhood, I might have said things that were a little offensive. So if I have, I apologize. And the thing that he brought up was I had said, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a boy because boys got to do the cool things. And I think I might have said if being trans was a thing back then that I had ever heard of, maybe I would have considered it. I don't know, Hmm. but it was brought to my attention, and you are absolutely correct. I am not trans, never was trans, never had that feeling of, oh my gosh, I have to get out of this body, Yeah, which is a completely different, I'm guessing, super traumatic from what we've heard. For sure. Issue that trans people have had to go through in their lives, and I never experienced anything like that, never. Right, right, So no, I'm not comparing myself, my wishing I was a boy because boys were better. I never— again, felt that need to get out of my body. Sure. So that's my apology for today. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. If we ever say something that strikes you wrong or is hurtful, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because— We try really mm-hmm. hard, but we're human. Yeah, we don't know everything. We certainly don't know everything. I'm pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, never feel afraid to write in or message me with something. Well, and I believe in that episode I asked you— if you had ever considered uh, transitioning or you had desired for that mm-hmm. at the time, um, hopefully that was not the wrong question to ask either. We're just trying to figure this yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, we we're really just figured out. So thank you. Yes, thanks for pointing things out to us when mm-hmm. we don't always get it right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Same. You know what we haven't done in a while mm-hmm. is a foam pod. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. I feel rusty about foam pods. I haven't attempted to botch one of these in a really long time. I'm excited. You'll, you'll botch this. I mean, you might not horribly <laughs> botch it. You know, there's actually some, he said, what's within oh my goodness. the foam pod. It's kind of a twofer. <laughs> so should we do the he said what right now too, just in case we happen to hit one as I'm giving you the definition? Sure. You going to count us down? Three, two, one. He said what? That was. I bet dogs are barking. <laughs> that <laughs> was horrible. <laughs> I think like squirrels are falling off trees dead. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> what is today's foompot, Shelly? Mary, today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is eternal increase. Eternal increase? Mm-hmm. Is this some procreation reference, like your happiness in the afterlife will increase if you keep making Mormon babies? God damn it. Did I get it right? Yes. 
Oh my god, that was total guess. I it was? Look, yes, I didn't look anything up. I never look these things up. That one was too easy. I'm all sad now. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. First I boom. got it, roll. First boom pod of the year and she gets it. <laughs> Bryce, I'm coming at you, and you're going to give me one for next week, okay? Oh, no, no, no. Bryce is mine. <laughs> Bryce is in your pocket? <laughs> yep, he's in my pocket. <laughs> okay, well, you got it. However, obviously, the real, like, written definition is so much better. Okay, for sure. You ready? <clears throat> Eternal increase. The ability of qualified Mormons who have become gods to <laughs> procreate throughout eternity in the celestial kingdom. Okay, I didn't know that part of it. I knew that there was afterlife involved, but I thought it was about the more babies you have here on this Oh, shit. Planet. You were wrong. No, I got it. Buzzer, mostly Buzzer. I no. Got, no, Etern- I got This it. is all in heaven. This has nothing to do with here. I got the, the-, no, the theme right. No. Er- I take away the ding, ding, ding and buzz. I'll buzz. I thought I was pretty close. No, this is this is heavenly. This is half of the definition is eternal. Eternal means out in heaven and shit. Well, right. I thought it was kind of like, you know, you're storing up here on the earth for your, what is that expression? That, store up your, your something for he- treasures. Oh, yes. Don't store up That's not treasures what this is. on earth. Store them up in heaven or some bullshit. I am so happy to realize that Mary actually got it wrong. Oh, because it's it's listeners does she even love me i do half wrong <laughs> half wrong i know i think i'm kind you, of you, right well, you got the increase I part got the idea of it correct it's so much more just read the damn definition <laughs> okay all right <clears throat> this will give them access to unlimited spirit children <laughs> That's what I've been looking for. That's scary, yeah. (laughs) According to Joseph Smith, those who are married by the power and authority of the priesthood, obviously, in this life, and continue without committing the sin against the Holy Ghost, will continue to increase and have children in the celestial glory. Okay, can I ask a quick question? What would— constitute a sin against the Holy Ghost? You know, people speculate that shit all the time. From what I understand of it is if you have actually had like a heavenly visitation or your knowledge of Jesus is like true, like you've met him or some shit, (laughs) (laughs) Uh and then you deny it, right? Then you go against the truth. Uh, Okay. So that's yeah. a sin against the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I think that's worse than murder, actually, because I thought you go to if outer you darkness knew if the you truth that shit. and then turn your back on it. Isn't that like all apostates? No, because we were misled. Like someone like the prophet. This is what I've been told. Like if the prophet, okay, goes against it. Why when the perks are so good? <laughs> right? Like you're rolling in the box. Why would you leave that corporation? <laughs> you're the head of it. All <laughs> right. I know. Um, there's more. Mm. This is an article written about it, and it's just so great. Closely associated with the LDS doctrine of temple marriage is the doctrine of eternal increase. LDS leaders have defined this teaching as the ability for Mormon couples who have achieved celestial exaltation to procreate throughout eternity. Uh, You know what's funny about that? It's only mentioning couples, but it could be polygamy. It's got to be polygamy because Brigham Young also taught that the only people who get to procreate are in the highest levels of the celestial kingdom, and the only people who get there are polygamists. Well, maybe they should rewrite it to say thruples or more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Thruples will procreate throughout eternity. That kind of sounds better. Mm -hmm, I like it. Mm -hmm. 
So the 10th LDS president uh, by the name of Joseph Fielding Smith, Mm -hmm. in volume four of his book, Answers to Gospel Questions, by the way, you'll find some like crazy ass shit in this book, just so you know. (laughs) I bet. Pick yourself up a copy. Oh, I'm going to get right on that. Uh Uh-huh. Amazon. I wonder if they have them. Deseret (laughs) book for sure. Oh, for sure. By the way, can I just say this really quickly? Speaking of Deseret book, my dad, a gift for his granddaughter who just recently got married, Mm -hmm. right? was a $100 gift certificate to Deseret Book. Ooh. Who the fuck wants to spend $100 Deseret Book? <laughs> anyway, moving on. He's such a good gift giver, oh, that one. Oh, he's a you good know, gift giver. And the gummies, so. <laughs> the <laughs> I, accidental gummies. <laughs> I wonder if you can go to Deseret Book and buy, like, a fucking pencil and get all the money in change. <laughs> Do that. Do that, my niece. Okay. Those who were married in the temple for all time and eternity obtained the blessing of eternal lives. I put stress on eternal lives. Eternal life is God's life that is to be like him. Eternal lives means eternal increase. Mm. The continuation, as the revelation says, of the seeds forever. Seeds. I hate that. To be married outside of the temple is for time only. So if you get married outside the temple and you die, you don't get to have spirit babies, which is fine by me. (laughs) He also wrote, the ability to procreate was limited only to those who receive a celestial body. Some will gain celestial bodies with all the powers of exaltation and eternal increase. So this is where the TK smoothie comes in. Okay, because some people are worthy of a celestial body. Which means basically they get a penis and a vagina so they can procreate. What do the other people get? TK smoothies. Are they even— well, Ken that, dolls. Well, but they probably don't have a body at all. Maybe they're just floating around. My Mormon knowledge is that everyone is resurrected with, like, a body. But it just said not everybody gets a celestial body. Celestial body means you can procreate. Celestial bodies include penises, sperm, vaginas, and uteruses. We like to say seed on this show. <laughs> please. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else gets a TK smoothie, which is a Ken doll and a Barbie. Uh, Okay, it's nebulous. Did you notice that Barbies have boobs? I wonder if we get boobs. But no nipples. Oh, truth. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Was Barbie and Ken modeled after this idea of a celestial? No, a TK smoothie. A TK smoothie. A a, a non-celestial. Is it a terrestrial kingdom or celestial kingdom? Anything that's not upper level celestial. The highest level. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. I have a question. (laughs) If our bodies don't have nipples, will you still have underboob? Yeah. It's not reliant on the nipple. Is this inappropriate, this conversation? Never. (laughs) Okay. Never. Uh I have more to say about this, though. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you do. Of course. LDS Apostle Melvin J. Ballard, what do we mean by endless or eternal increase? Oh, we're going to find out what that actually means. We mean that through the righteousness and faithfulness of men and women who keep the commandments of God, they will come forth with celestial bodies fitted and prepared for procreation to enter into their great high and eternal glory in the celestial kingdom of God and unto them through their preparation, there will come children who will be spirit children. I don't think that is very difficult to comprehend and understand. (laughs) Bullshit. It is difficult because it's made up and stupid. So basically saying that you're going to have spirit children after you are fitted and prepared. Fitted? Like fitted with a penis? (laughs) You're fitted and prepared 
And then through their preparation, there will come children. Is preparation another word for copulation? It's a euphemism. (laughs) Their preparation. We might be kind of reading Mormon porn right now. (laughs) I feel a little dirty. I'm dancing to your bonchicorn. Hey, baby, you want to get? Prepared. Prepared. (laughs) I'll prepare with you. No, no, no. I forgot the fitted part. Hey there, sexy mama. I'm going to get fitted. For preparation. Yes. Fitted for preparation is my new t-shirt. Shit. Yes. (laughs) Fitted for preparation. Latter-day lesbian podcast. Hell yeah. If you want that shirt, raise your hand. And wear it around your Mormon family, by the way. Mm -hmm. We're going to make a loincloth that says that. (laughs) <laughs> or a G-string. You tell me. Whatever you want. Although the G-string won't have a lot of room <laughs> it's true. to get all the words. It's more like a temple apron. Oh, temple aprons. Yeah. I don't think Redbubble makes temple aprons. <laughs> I bet if we ask them to. <laughs> you think? Okay. <laughs> all right. I have more to read. This is so great. Jeez. This is such a great article. In essence, the Mormon couple hopes to continue a process that began well into eternity past. Oh. Like long, long time ago. Preparations of Christmas past. I know. That's a weird way to put it. <laughs> it is. Oh, weirdos. Okay. Just as the Mormon Elohim had to produce spirit children. The Mormon Elohim. Oh, you mean God? Mormon do God? Do we need pirate God? <laughs> Maybe. Let's see what pirate God has to say about it. These skillybags aren't fitted for no fucking preparation. Walk the plank. <laughs> Thank you, pirate God. You're welcome. Fuck off. <laughs> That's oh my good. god, that pirate god. Potty mouth on that one. Does have a potty mouth? Should I go back to my, my Mormon <laughs> reading? Okay. All right, let's do it. Just as the Mormon Elohim had to produce spirit children who would eventually come to earth to inhabit a mortal tabernacle, so too Mormon couples hope to be able to produce spirit children that will eventually take on human flesh and inhabit the world they will rule. I would love to be watching the faces of our Nevermo listeners <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right now. I know. This is also goofy. I mean, we have talked about spirit children before. Sure. But there's more. I didn't know that Elohim was strictly Mormon. I thought, like, Hebrew God could be Elohim, too. He is. This is all confusing. I guess they think— that- I guess they only care about Mormon shit anyway. Yeah. They're not going to talk about, like, Elohim in a broader sense because— Well, you're just assuming that he's the correct Elohim. Well, aren't there multiples? Don't other planets sure, but have gods? Sure, he's our god. Can I keep reading? <sighs> yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm entering 2021 as confused <laughs> as I was in 2020. Have we not cleared any of this up yet? <laughs> god damn it. That's why we're still trying to figure out our lives. That's okay. why we're still starting to think it's all fake. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. I have a Brigham Young quote. Mm, oh, let's he's hear an it. asshole. Okay. God has made his children like himself to stand erect. <laughs> and has endowed— Oh, come on. In the same sentence? Same sentence. There's a comma in there. <laughs> has endowed them with intelligence and power and dominion over all his works and given them the same attributes which he himself possesses. He created man as we create our children, for there is no other process of creation in heaven on the earth. How in do they the earth, know? Can I finish? Or under the <laughs> earth or in all the eternities, that is, that were or that ever will be. This is Brigham Young's way of saying, hey, we get to have sex for eternity, just like we have sex here. And he's saying God had sex. Well, yeah. How else did all the spirit children happen? I just don't want to think about God's dad sex. in compromising positions. How about pirate God? 
Maybe. Got to be careful with that hooked hand. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have more quotes. Bruce R. McConkie says this. Exalted parents are to their children as our eternal parents are to us. Eternal increase, a continuation of the seeds forever and ever. Eternal lives, these comprise the eternal family of those who gain eternal life. From them, new earths are created and thus the on-rolling purpose of the gods of heaven go forward from eternity to eternity. Oh my God. Every person married in the temple, of course, for Mm -hmm. time and for all eternity, has sealed upon him, conditioned upon his faithfulness, all of the blessings of the ancient patriarchs, including the crowning promise and assurance of eternal increase, which means literally a posterity as numerous as the dust particles of the earth. Good Lord. I don't want to have that many children. (laughs) I can't even handle seven. Seven is fucking me up, people. Dust is plentiful. There's a lot of dust out there. Mm -hmm. A lot of dust out there. Does it cause allergies similarly? Uh, Well, I have seven (laughs) particles, and yes. yes. I'm allergic to that, for sure. (laughs) They do make my eyes water. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Uh, One more. This is from a book called The Seer. Mm, Okay. As soon as each god has begotten many millions of male and female spirits— I don't want millions. And his <laughs> heavenly inheritance becomes too small to comfortably accommodate his great family. Is that what they're saying? When your inheritance is too small? <laughs> you know what they say about the size of a god's of inheritance. inheritance. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, when it becomes too small to comfortably accommodate his great family. So he's talking about like his heaven, I guess. I guess his acreage. I don't fucking know. His world, I don't know. He has too many kids to fit in his house. What? Yeah. Yeah? I guess, like old Mother Hubbard. (laughs) Then what happens? (laughs) So as soon as each old Mother Hubbard has begotten many (laughs) millions of male and female spirits and his heavenly inheritance becomes too small to comfortably accommodate his family. Now you're thinking of the lady that lived in the shoe. What did I say? Mother Hubbard. Oh, she couldn't find the dog a bone. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah, you're thinking about the lady that lived in the shoe. God damn it. Had more children than she knew what what to do. do with. I don't know. I'm not sure how that goes. I'm the lady that lives in the shoe. Okay. (laughs) Basically, what this is saying is they're making all of these spirit children, Uh and you're in, like, your spirit heaven, and when the spirit heaven becomes too small to keep all the children, Uh that's what we're talking about. So then he, meaning whatever this god is, all the gods, whatever, in connection with his sons, of course, the women are just, like, popping out babies still, organizes a new world after a similar order to the one which we now inhabit, where he sends both the male and female spirits to inhabit tabernacles of flesh and bones. Okay, so this is a problem. So you're, okay. <laughs> is it? Yes, so this yeah. god of this planet is creating all these spirit children, mm-hmm. and then, oh, this world or whatever planet is too small to No, to this house. heaven, my heavenly house is too small. Whatever it is. It's too small to house all these spirit children. Uh Some of them have to go and start another one, right? No, he's sending these ones down to a planet that he makes. Yeah, they have to leave home. So I thought families were forever. I'm thinking a miss. Well, if they're their sealed, family. then they can go back and live with dad again. But they can't. They got kicked out because the place is too small. Yeah, but according to Mormon belief, you're excited to go to Earth because you're going to learn things. 
I see. And then you're going to follow all the rules, and you're going to get married in the temple and pay all your tithing, and then you get to go back and live with dad. So those spirit babies that are kicked out because the place is too small, that's when they inhabit a human body on yeah, Earth? Yeah, they possess a human body. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone starting to think this is all fake yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could sit with the Nevermo listeners and just say this and look in their eyes like, yeah, this is the teaching. I believed it. hmm 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 Um, Last little thing, also Joseph Fielding Smith said, we are not the only people that the Lord has created. We have brothers and sisters on other earths. They look like us because they too are the children of God and were created in his image for they are also his offspring. So there's a bunch of us fucking everywhere. Okay. And you know what else is weird to me? Hmm. So whatever this God is, sends his spirit children to inhabit the bodies. Those spirit children then connect with each other and get married and have babies. And then when they die, it's like, my wife is my sister. <laughs> None of this makes sense. <laughs> so inbreeding is okay. For sure. Among Mormons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what that's Mormon saying? gods. Yeah. The For children. Sure. No, no. The spirit children of Mormon gods. Are inbred. Yes. Because they're all brothers and sisters of one parent god and Well, there's goddess. also a lot of god wives, so maybe you're only a half. So you're, you're a half, half sibling. sibling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do the genealogy on that. <laughs> Wow. All right. That's the one. That's That's it. Yeah. I hope everyone learned a lot of freaky gobbledygook. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, that was special. Thanks. Maybe we should take a little commercial break before we get into the rest of the episode. Should we take a break and ponderize what we've just learned? Let's ponderize some shit on it. Be right back. Okay. We are back with uh, what? Handbook? Stuff. Handbook revisions. Revisions. How often do they revise this thing, by the way? Uh, whenever they feel stupid. I literally don't know, and w- actually. Okay, it's not that it's an error before, because they don't want to ever admit anything was incorrect. Sure. So why are they revising it? I think they start getting a lot of flack from, you know, normal people, and then they kind of revise. You mean not Mormon zealots? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean like the world, you know? Let let me— The secular world? Yes. (laughs) Okay. And then they start losing membership because they realize they're 30 years behind uh, with their rules, and so they kind of tweak some shit. That's my opinion. It's all about keeping members, and when your policies get so fucking outdated, Mm -hmm. then they're like, oh, we might want to fix this. Gotcha. It's all about membership. It's not revelation. If Mm -hmm. it's revelation, then then God is— 30 years behind being a kind person. <laughs> Maybe it's like the speed of light. And since God is on collab or whatever, by the time it takes for messages to get here, it takes 30 years. That might be it. <laughs> That's probably not it. And he's not actually on collab. Collab is the planet closest to okay, where God is. Sure, okay, I'm approximating. Okay, thanks. all right. We don't want to give false information out here on oh, this podcast. Oh, sure. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. start now by getting it all right. Okay, (laughs) here we go. So this handbook update happened end of last year, so end of 2020. Okay. And I guess there was a lot of, uh, you know, important things that they needed to to touch on. Okay. Sure. Uh, Everything from sexual abuse, thank you, to conversion therapy, yep, cremation to stillborn babies and counseling to HIV infection. Wow, that's a whole mixed bag of updates. Mixed bags. It's quite the uh, plethora (laughs) A yeah. grab bag. It's a like a grab bag. <laughs> handbook grab bag of goodies. Yeah. What should we grab first? How about this one? The part on prejudice begins with a declaration that all people are children of God. Really? Really. 
Even the non-Mormons? Well, yes, they're people of God. That doesn't mean that they get to procreate forever. That doesn't mean they get to actually reside with God in their afterlife. You have to be worthy. Mm -hmm. Then it goes on to say, prejudice is not consistent with the revealed word of God. Favor or disfavor with God depends on devotion to him and his commandments, not on the color of a person's skin or other attributes. They're just now figuring that out? Yeah, didn't y'all fucking believe back in the 70s that the black people will never get the priesthood? Mm-hmm. Actually, they called them the Negroes. Oof. Will never get the priesthood, meaning they'll never get saved. So, seed of Cain. The, yes, the term mm-hmm. that was used, seed of Cain. How that can be forgiven is beyond me. Well, the fact that they never acknowledge that. Right. This passage would be fine with me if they were to say, "Hey, you know what? We fucked up bad. We were incorrect." Black people have never been out of favor with God. We got that wrong. Yeah, any kind of admission of human error would be great. They don't do that. No. Because it's got to all come from God so that everyone believes everything that you say. All it does is give Mormon God a bad reputation, I Yes. Think. Yeah, Mormon God sucks ass. Okay. <laughs> it also says members should stick with only credible, reliable, and factual sources of information and avoid those that are speculative or founded on rumor. Warns that sources that are unreliable and do not edify or even seek to promote anger, contention, fear, or baseless conspiracy theories. Well, that's subjective right there. Right, exactly. Where do you get your info, Mm -hmm. right? But they have also taught, you know, get your info from us. From these sources. Yes, of Mm -hmm. course. Throughout the handbook, references to birth sex were changed to biological sex at birth. That's nice. Again, end of 2020. Uh You could have done this a long time ago before all of the prejudices against the trans population uh-huh. came about within Mormonism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, if God sees everything, you think that before— People complain? They that's would, the they thing. Would like make God, adjustments? Right. God would see that people were about to hate the black population. God would see that people were about to hate the gay population. God would see— And he would put these things in place before so that people wouldn't hate and be assholes. Sure. Again, I think it's because of the speed of light problem <laughs> and his distance away from Earth— Uh, No, it's a transmission issue. It's because there's no divinity involved in any of this shit. It's people making it up and say, God said. Yeah. Well, and people realizing that they need to make these declarations because people are getting pissed off. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so all it's all it about keeping keeping the members and yeah, saving face. Yes, the biggest member population that is leaving the church are like the millennial and younger Gen Z mm-hmm. age, because they are the ones who are accepting and don't like prejudice and mm-hmm. are not homophobic. They right. are allies and to, transphobic. Exactly. Yeah, they're yes, they are allies to everyone. Sure, except for maybe not the Mormons. Um, (laughs) And so when they realize they belong to a religion who has been persecuting these people that they are allies to, they're like, fuck off. Yeah. So now the church has to come out and be like, oh, actually. No, we're cool. Join us. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're attempting to do right now. This one is so random. Ready? This is about burial and cremation. You say burial? Burial. 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 I don't know. I'm not trying to judge. I just thought it was amusing. What do you say? Burial. 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 Okay, burial. Burial. Burial, burial sounds better. <laughs> now I've said it so many times it sounds weird. And it doesn't sound like the way it's spelled. Okay. Burial and cremation. The sentence in that used to say the church does not normally encourage cremation. Hmm. But they changed that. Instead, it says the family of the deceased person decides. It also notes that some countries require cremation. In that case, burial is not practical or affordable 
for the family. It also states that the body of a deceased member who has taken part in temple rites should be dressed in ceremonial temple clothing when it is buried or cremated. They're, they're now telling people okay, that's dumb. how to bury their dead. Well, all right. So what was the idea before being against cremation, that you needed your body? Yeah, that it was it was um, disrespectful to your body, the body that God gave you, and that it would somehow be more difficult in the resurrection to put all the pieces back together. <laughs> That's what I was taught. And I don't know who taught me that, but that was in my brain. So beam me up, Scotty, would never be a thing that could happen within the Mormon religion <laughs> because no, your no. particles wouldn't read yeah, we gotta whatever. Yeah, we got to put that shit together. <laughs> you got to put it back together like a big puzzle. Like, oh, don't <laughs> cremate that. God damn it. How do you put that together? It's it was like, a perfectly good temple garment that you cremated. <laughs> Imagine if it's like a 10,000-piece puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. And it got dumped on the floor by one of your kids, right, after you'd finished it. And yeah. you're like, God yeah. damn it. I, just I will never together. get that back together. I was about to shellac it and everything. <laughs> and hang it in the garage like my parents did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. But again, the church has to come in and be like, okay, this is what we're accepting that you may now do with your dead people, or this is what God says you may now do. How does it go from don't cremate the bodies, it's disrespectful to, yeah, it's cool. Well, or how about it's going to be a little bit more difficult to reassemble you if you're cremated, and then God's like, okay, fine, Fine. I'll watch a YouTube video and figure out how to do it. Uh Fucking kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's not difficult anymore. I took a tutorial. Yeah, no, God's like... Do you think I have the time to to reassemble these cremated bodies? I'm helping people find their keys. <laughs> That's all I have time for right now. Right, right, right. Jesus. Okay, the next little paragraph here is about HIV infection and AIDS. Up until just like a month ago, there was a paragraph about innocent victims and those who may have gotten the disease by transgressing God's laws. Like, you got the disease because you were Fornicating? having— Yes. Okay. Premarital sex. You're transgressing God's laws, and that's why you got it. Well, w- would that include using needles? Well, sure. To take drugs? Yes, but if it's a blood transfusion and you get it, then you're an innocent victim. I see. Yeah. You got it innocently, so you know, it's okay, but you had sex. So you deserved it. So, yeah, you transgressed a law. Now we're going to punish you. Well, they've changed it now. So, okay. yay. Only 80, 90, 20, 20. Yeah. What 40 year? years later. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are now saying members with HIV or AIDS should be welcomed at church meetings and activities, noting that they are not a health risk to others. Fucking 40 years later? Like, are you kidding me? Does anyone honestly believe that the church isn't just full of bullshit when they're <laughs> making these stupid changes, like, way, way after the fact when they should have? Yeah. No one sees that as, like— no, people who have left see that. They're they don't like, oh, see that as a church. desperate attempt on their part to maintain membership. People who have left the church, they see that. People in the church are like, oh, this wonderful We're revelation. We're so progressive. Yeah. They have to tell you to go ahead and let people with AIDS or HIV come on into to their meetings. And not be shunned, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, they're not a health risk. Oh, unbelievable. I just can't. I can't with this. Yeah. If this part about HIV and AIDS would have come out around the time when the movie Philadelphia came out with Tom Hanks, you mm-hmm. know? Sure. That would have been appropriate. That yes. I would have been like, oh, yeah, that is God. God is definitely telling people, hey. <laughs> well, you, you know, were a DBM at that point. True. But had this, had, yeah, no, you're right. It had been like, oh, and I would have for God sure. God speaks through Tom Hanks and Antonio Banderas. It's <laughs> a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, my point being, had God actually given this revelation in a timely manner, like, 
it was huge on the news and people were, you know, don't send that kid to school. He's, he has HIV. I mean, it was, it was huge. It was a big deal. Had God said that then, so many Mormons, myself included, would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to look at that person and be, you know, and think, get away from me. I'm not going to look at that person and, and be like— As if they're less than. Yeah, you nasty blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Jesus. All right, here's a fun one. Medical and health care. This entry adds that medical care workers, together with faith and a priesthood blessing, that's for healing, okay? It further warns against practices like energy healing or seeking miraculous or supernatural healing from an individual or group that claims to have special methods for accessing healing powers outside of prayer and properly performed priesthood blessings. Oh, you got to perform those properly. Yeah. They don't <laughs> want anyone to get any kind of healing outside of the priesthood, outside of a dude laying mm -hmm. his hands on your head and saying, God is commanding me to whatever. For sure. That's such bullshit. And by the way, let's think about that. Yeah. How many Mormons are there in the world? Way less than half of them are Mormon men with the priesthood. So you're telling me in the entire population of the world, the mm -hmm. only way that someone can seek for spiritual healing would be to find one of the point, at this point, probably point zero 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 percent that has the priesthood. Like, what a fuckwad God would be if that was the requirement. <laughs> Mormon God, anyway. For sure. Yeah. And at what age, boy, can you start to grant blessings or 12. however you— Twelve. Maybe it's sixteen. A child. Okay. 12, you get the priest. I think at 16, you can, you make, can, can give blessing blessings. Thing. I think it is 16, actually. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You know, I actually, you can call me wacky. I believe in spiritual healing. I believe in the, the power of prayer. Uh, sure, when you think of it as um, like energies, mm -hmm, you know, energy. Mm -hmm. Like a group of people getting on sort of the same page with their thoughts, maybe. Sure. Yeah. I've seen too many things in my life um, to not believe that there is some kind of supernatural something, this is my opinion, obviously, that we can tap into and receive healings and, and all sorts of things. And I'm not saying this is how you do it, okay? I'm just saying I think there is some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so for the church to come out and be like, no, steer away from that. It's bad. It's evil. It's wicked. Come to our priesthood. And have this 16-year-old boy pray on you. You just got done masturbating but doesn't want to tell his bishop. <laughs> oh, Wash your hands, brah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that's consecrated oil? <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. You guys just pretend you didn't hear that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now we're on to stillborn and miscarried children. The handbook changes, okay? Temple ordinances are not performed for stillborn children. Now it says they're not necessary for children who die before birth. Huh. Again, they're just like into every single thing. Like they're now they're going to tell you, you don't have to bless that stillborn child or you should bless that stillborn child. Like, get the fuck out of my life, And dude. who cares? I know. Well, the people who care when they're like, oh my gosh, this child was stillborn. Uh-huh. How do I make sure the child is with me for eternity? Sealed to me. Yeah, yeah. that's the fear that you have. You wow. know, I had two miscarriages in my nine total pregnancies. Two of them were miscarriages. And I remember how distraught I was after my first miscarriage. It was very traumatic, by the way. And with my Mormon beliefs, I was so distraught because I needed to know, did that baby have the spirit in it? So was that baby mine? Would well, I get yeah. to raise that baby in the eternities? Oh, so at, at what point does the spirit from the celestial kingdom or wherever they come from, yes. the pre-existence, enter into a human exactly. body? 
I was so Human concerned baby. with that. I fretted over it. I tried to read things. I asked my dad. He didn't know. I was just so concerned with that because my views at the time, because I was Mormon, were, you know, the babies that you birth are yours for eternity if, of course, you're sealed in the temple, which I was, but this baby was never born. Mm-hmm. But I had felt the baby move, you know? Sure. And that was horribly tragic for me. And it's like the Mormon leadership has to make so many fucking rules. These rules mess people up. Yeah. They mess people because up. Because you get so dependent on them, you look for a rule for everything. Yes, because the rule will be truth. Right. And that will comfort you or it fucks you up, you know? Yeah. Well, and it does take away your agency. For when sure. all the rules are provided to you and all the handbooks and everything, all the guidelines. And so when something isn't spelled out, yeah. then what do you do? How do you know how to proceed? Yep. Cult maybe? I'd little, say so. A little bit? Yeah, a okay. little bit. Li- okay. We're starting to get into that definition, I think, where it's finally <laughs> rising to the bar of cult ship. If you're just tuning in. <laughs> uh, if you're just tuning in, stop now and fucking go back to episode one. Okay? <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Extra special thanks to all of you uh, new listeners who have started on episode one. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> okay. Professional counseling and therapy. This is, again... The church is coming out against therapy, including conversion or reparative therapy for sexual orientation or gender identity. So it's— it's So harmful therapies. Yes, abusive practices. Okay. Why don't you also say that these abusive practices were done at BYU no less than 10 years ago? Uh Uh-huh. Okay? Because they don't want to admit any sort of fault. Yeah, they're like, this is wrong. Don't do this. Oh, but we did that. But, yeah, but we did it 10 years ago, so we, we thought it was the right thing to do. God uh, told us. Like, just fucking fess up. Yeah. And, again, if you are led by God, and this is now what God is saying, God would have said that shit 20 years ago when you were fucking people up with it. Or God's a dick. It could be either one. God's near Kolob, and I'm telling you, those transmissions take a really long time. Fuck. It's like when you when you have those red plastic cups and with a string, and they don't it doesn't actually work. Yeah. Yeah. Also, finally, dress and appearance. A new section encourages members to show respect for their bodies when making choices about clothing and appearance. That varies according to country and customs. Overall, the entry says Latter-day Saints should wear their best available Sunday clothing to show respect for the sacrament ordinance and to the temple. Still, the handbook cautions against judging others for their dress and appearance. Does it? It doesn't. How do you... (laughs) How do you say that this is appropriate for Jesus without judging people that don't dress that way. Like, mm-hmm. come on, it doesn't make sense. You can't. Robes and sandals. Thank you. That's appropriate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that kind of wrap. Thanks for the dress code, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, appreciate it. I'm going to grow my hair. I'm going to hair grow it. <laughs> you know what? My son Lincoln right now kind of looks Jesus-y with his long curly hair. And beard-ish. Yeah, and blue eyes like Jesus. <laughs> like white Mormon Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, Mormon white Jesus. Jesus. He kind of does look like Mormon Jesus. Yeah. Long curly hair, blue eyes, white skin, bit of a beard. Well, if they're auditioning for that role, we'll have to let Lincoln know. He's a shoo-in. He's a shoo-in. Because he also (laughs) likes to wear like like drapey kind of loose clothing. Well, there you have it. That was the handbook. The handbook update. Yeah. uh, Just all sounds so watered down compared to the old handbook. Raise your hand if you preferred the old judgmental handbook. It's a fun one. (laughs) Made life a lot more fun where you could just judge the shit out of people and feel (laughs) so much better than them. Absolutely. Right? All right. Let's move on from that, shall we, to Mm -hmm. a handwritten letter. Can I intro this real quick? Yeah. This handwritten letter um, is from a gentleman not by the name of Mike, 
But we're going to call him that. We're going to call him that because he asked us to not call him by his name. But by the way, Mike, I'm sure you're listening. The letter you wrote in and then you gave us at the bottom your first and last name and we're like, hey, find me on Facebook. I tried, but your name, there's like 53,000 of them out there. I tried. Okay, I didn't ignore that. I tried. So So send Shelly a friend request. Send me, please, a friend request. I would appreciate that. Okay, Okay, Mary, take it away. Take it away. Oh, this is snail mail, by the way. Yeah. So if you would like to send us something, uh, we have a P.O. box. Mm -hmm. Just go to our website, latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. And the snail mail address is right there on the page. Right on. Check it out. I also forget to check that mail because it's at the post office. So maybe, maybe let us know that you sent something. <laughs> Give us a little heads up. A little heads up. <laughs> we I don't think, go over there very often. Yeah, I think the last time I went, there was stuff in there from like six weeks previous. So <laughs> my bad. Yeah, we don't check it often, mm-hmm. but it is there. Yeah. And let and us know and I will. It. I'll go right down there. Okay. okay. All right. So this came in November. Mike, thank you so much for sending this. Here we go. Mary and Shelley. I started the podcast in September and just got caught up today. So this was in mid-November. Sounds like a binge. Does. I'm a 22-year-old Nevermo, and I actually grew up across the river from you guys. That's pretty cool. What's across the river? Arlington? Rockville. Rockville. Yeah. I was just in Rockville last week testing some tours. Carry on. Mm -hmm. There you have it. I was raised Catholic, but we were never super serious. We had to go to Sunday school and all that, but I don't have any trauma from religion, though I can't say that would have stayed true if I had joined your group at the time I was realizing I was gay. Sometimes we have that impact on people. We're like, oh, shit. (laughs) I thought I was over this. Nope. Sorry. We love to dig up trauma. (laughs) We do. We dig it up. (laughs) Well, you got to dig it up to heal from it. So you're Mm -hmm. welcome, (laughs) Mike. My best friend in third grade was Mormon. That happens. You know? It does. They're everywhere. (laughs) They are. And his family fit the bill perfectly. Four kids, military dad, moves every couple years, no play dates on Sundays. God, this is my family. Military dad, four kids, no play dates on Sundays. Yep. That's right. Could have been you. Maybe it was you. Where did you go to elementary school? (laughs) Third grade, I was in Alabama. Uh, This would have been Rockville, pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. No, not necessarily. Oh, yeah, his friend. Fuck. Yeah. Ask your friend <laughs> where, where they First, grew find up. them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, okay. carry on. Sorry. I didn't stay in great contact with him after he moved the next year, but I could see from Facebook he's a Trump supporter and just married a girl after knowing her six months. Way to go. Yeah, it sounds about right for mm-hmm. a Mormon. Yeah. I didn't know much about Mormons, except they were really strict about family and church, mm-hmm. even if it inconvenienced others. Oh, for sure. So how does it inconvenience others? Uh, for example, if you are asked to come help someone move on Sunday, you probably wouldn't do it. True. If you are invited to a birthday, um, party. A birthday party, you're not going to go. Right. Even if you're going, if you're invited to someone's like retirement celebration of someone that you worked with, you're not going to go. Sure. Depending on how strict you are, but yeah, mm-hmm. for gotcha. sure. Gotcha. I get it. Mike says, I was in Boy Scouts and there was one camp we did one summer in middle school and he missed out on the entire first day of activities because it was on a Sunday and he had to wait for this other Mormon troop to arrive, meaning they had to get through their entire joy of temple or whatever 
before even beginning their trip to meet us. What's joy of temple? That's not a thing, Mike, but thanks. <laughs> I think he's talking about the church service. So I, I was a Boy Scout leader once upon a time, hated it, by the way. And they let they, women lead Boy Scout uh, I was like an assistant, not the actual leader. Oh, Stop. silly me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, there was like a week-long camp that we were taking the boys to. It started on Sunday, but we did not go up till Monday. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Same idea. Mike says, I think that was when I had an inkling that it was sort of cultish before understanding what a cult was. I bet now he's like, holy shit. (laughs) If it looks like a cult, if it smells like a cult, it's a cult. It's a cult. My point is that your podcast really laid it all out for me as an outsider. I never knew where to look to find out what went on, good or bad, in the LDS world. Anything I found online was usually pretty disorganized or exclusively for the Exmo community. You mean like Reddits and stuff? Yeah, there's not a lot of, of sites that kind of explain it from just a, a matter-of-fact sort of view. Like explain, it's like, like a foam pod, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's normal, so I would just say what it is. That's true. And if you're an outsider, you don't really have yeah, a tutorial right. on what's going Correct. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike says, the most fascinating thing I heard from the podcast was when someone pointed out that they, meaning straight men, generally leave because of scripture not adding up, while women, and probably most gay men, Mike adds, leave because of unfair treatment. Yeah, I remember talking about that in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. It also has been fascinating to learn how much influence this one church has over the state government of Utah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. That's kind of sickening, isn't it? Mm -hmm. This is funny. I'm loving the writing and sound effects like the elevator hold music when Shelly says... Wait, let me think. Okay, that's Dan right there from Extension Audio. Thank you, Dan, for, from Extension Audio. Yeah, he added that elevator hold music. That's good shit right Not there. Not sure that's royalty-free, Dan. We should probably talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that in. Um, you know, there's no real writing of this show. Yeah, we don't write. No. We just blab. So here's my notes for today. <laughs> you barely make notes. Yeah, here's my notes for today. One here real quick. <laughs> Episode 109, Apologize About Trans Issues. My dad bought us gummies. Handwritten letter from Mike. Can't find you. Handbook revisions, foom pod, eternal increase. There you go. There's my notes for an hour-long <laughs> show, baby. <laughs> yeah, we can't take a lot of credit for writing. Pre- writing. We don't prepare well. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Mike also pointed out when uh, your voice was sped up during that first Temple episode. That was me. Funny shit. Well, actually, I think Dan did it, but I instructed Dan to do it. Way to listen, leave it in Dan. Thank you. Dan follows instructions really well. You know, it's nice to hear that people (laughs) really do enjoy the editing and the additions and stuff because it takes work and it takes takes, uh, creativity. Dan and I put a lot into this show, for sure. So thank you, Mike, for recognizing that. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out. That makes me feel really, really good. Mike says, I really relate to Mary's descriptions of the quirkiness of upstate New York Mm because my dad's family is from up that way. That's funny. Buffalo wings. I don't know. Ooh, that sounds yummy. <laughs> it does. I've been to that restaurant where the first buffalo wing mm. was invented or whatever. It's like, hey, here's these parts we're going to throw out. Now it's like the most expensive part of the chicken. I know. Let's coat these parts in some shit and fry them. <laughs> and serve then, them up. Yeah, see yeah. if people buy that. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> Mike says, y'all are doing important work. I would love to come to an event when COVID is over and I'm back in the DMV area. Much love to Diana, Sister Fanny, and Kimberly Please have Dan on an episode. Well, we did. Yeah, just last week. I think that Mike uh, manifested this interview. <laughs> I think you're right. Amazing. <laughs> okay, thank you for everything. Stay safe. Mike, you can share the letter. Just use a different name, which we did. 
I think we did all that was requested of we us. We did. We did. And by the <laughs> way, Mike, yes, as soon as fucking COVID is a thing of the past. Oh my gosh, we're having a big party. The biggest. Yeah. We are overdue Yeah, for a local area party. Yeah. That'd be so fun. We might actually go into D.C. and, and break into the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. We don't do that shit. Uh, <laughs> we'll have it at a bar so we can drink. Yes. Yeah, although I'd love to steal something off Nancy Pelosi's desk. What would you take? A notepad? Uh, maybe sticky notes. Yeah. Personal phone numbers. Coaster? Yeah. Maybe a Lucite plaque. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would do that. Is that a new segment? What would you steal from Nancy Pelosi's desk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is. Okay. I would just look for scissors. I'm always fucking losing scissors around here. So scissors. <laughs> I would steal scissors. <laughs> Not her stapler? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Mike, for writing in. Let's take a final break. And then when we come back, we'll get into some patrons and stuff. Let's do it. Be right back. Okay, we're back for some patron names. Mm-hmm. Looking uh, at them, they all have last name initials, except for one It's kind of weird. What did we decide to do with these? One is weird? Trust me, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what are we doing with these people today? So we were thinking, when your heavenly house is too full of spirit babies, and you have to <laughs> kick them out, and you got to send them to a world that you've created with your sons, of course, uh-huh. you got to name that world. Okay. It might be difficult to come up with a name. Because, like Colob, for instance. Yeah, who came up with that? Well, we're going to help <laughs> these patrons by using the first initial of your last name and telling you the name of your world. Listen, write this shit oh, okay. down. It's like a planet. It's like your own planet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Write it down. You can't forget this shit. Patron number one, Tiana M. M. Moncroopolis. <laughs> Did I hear a Coropolis? <laughs> All right, Tiana, please write that down. We don't know how to spell it. <laughs> yeah, it's phonetic. Uh-huh. It is, yeah. Montroplopolis. <laughs> that That's it. Okay, next, Aaron L. Lactose intoleranditis. That sounds more like a disease. <laughs> it is. So careful. You don't want all of your spirit babies to be lactose intoleranditis people. You do the next one. Okay. Naomi mm-hmm. R. R. Just two initials. Oh, By the way, R's. I know Naomi. Railroad. <laughs> That's a <laughs> shitty name. How about Naomi Ruckus Roly Poly? Ruckus Roly Poly is the name of her planet? Or, you know, Naomi, because I like you, you could do Roly Poly Ruckus. That's fine. Ooh, and if you say it really fast, it kind of sounds like a planet. Roly Poly Ruckus. All right, Naomi Roly Poly Ruckus, that's your new last name. Enjoy your new planet world mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Your turn for this one, Mary. Okay. This is Melissa N. N? Mm-hmm. Nordic Trek. Oh, did anyone here ever have a Nordic Trek? Uh, I had a Bowflex. <laughs> I did, once upon a time. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> that shit broke in like a month. <laughs> did it? Yeah, and it weighed 10 bazillion pounds. <laughs> Mine didn't break. Did you use it? Yeah, I did use it. Oh. Yeah. Um, is there a B name on the list? Because we could call somebody Bowflex. No, but the last one is Clint E14. E14? That's his entire wow, last name that he gave. that's the planet, E14. Yeah. No, I'm going to make it better and call it Earth14. Oh. Like, you couldn't think of a better name, so you're just like, ah, it's the 14th one, Earth 14. There you have it, E14, I like it. When you're like, spirit children, it's time to leave the nest, you're going down to Earth 14. They're going to be like, Dad, God, couldn't you think of something better? Dead God, see what you did there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Channels right. member. Channels member. We got one channels member? Amy S. Amy S. And Amy, if we already announced your name, then you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Double lucky. 
What's S stand for? Saturn. Sa- oh, shit. You that one's day one again. How about um, supercilious? Supercilious. Again, you, you pick the spelling on that. Yeah. All right. Um, interesting today with the patron names. Listen, um, Tiana, Aaron, <laughs> Naomi, Melissa, and Clint, and Amy, if you thought it was lame, you're right, but we're not redoing it. <laughs> so take your damn new world names and go with it, okay? You get what you get and you don't, don't throw, throw a fit. fit. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't mm-hmm. rhyme. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks to everybody for joining us on Patreon and Marco Polo channels. If you would like to support our podcast, we would so appreciate you. Please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash support. And all the ways to do so are right there. Part of that redesign, Shelly, I added a support page. Did you oh, notice? Did you notice that? Well, I noticed that you said support today when you were announcing how mm-hmm. to get to Patreon. Yep. That's why I was like, hmm. Yeah, I know. Changes. Mm-hmm. New improvements, not just it. the handbook is not improving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'd like to thank Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks thank you, for Dan. leaving it in, Dan. And remember, everybody, please steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye.